It's been about six months since I started the Bells and Whistles Theater, which is kind of the creative home of this podcast now. It's where I release all the upcoming episodes, extra scenes, and standalone short stories. I'm working on my second short story now. And if you're curious about how things are going with the podcast, if I will keep podcasting, uh, and if I am able to survive as a creator, I have just published a free episode of my In the Wings Behind the Scenes podcast, where I discuss um, how I feel about the Bells and Whistles Theater in the Lesbian Romantic Podcast and its future right now. So if that interests you, go to patreon.com slash lesbianromantic and sign up for free, and you'll have access to that um, episode of my behind-the-scenes podcast. All right, let's get to this episode. Hey, it's Sigrid. I worked on this episode in the week that a violent mob descended on the Capitol in Washington, D.C. And so while I was working, I was scared. I was horrified. I was pissed off. You don't have to live in the United States or be a United States citizen to see how important it is what happened in Washington, D.C. this week. And I think it's important to us all around the world, not just because the United States is obviously a world power, but because of what is the underlying, how do I say this, cause seems too simplistic, but the systems that made this insurrection possible. That's a better way of putting it, I think. Those systems are everywhere in our world, and we need to address them. And that's why I want to recommend a different podcast than my own today. I want to share an episode by Brene Brown on her podcast, Unlocking Us. You can find it on Spotify. And she released an episode in light of the events at Washington, D.C. Let me look it up. It's called... Brene on words, actions, dehumanization, and accountability. And I highly recommend it for everyone, and especially if you're like me, white. Okay, now, my own podcast. Welcome to the Lesbian Romantic Podcast. This is Worth the Risk, Part 5. Oh shit, I haven't come up with a title yet. Mmm. Oh, I know. Negaduced. Or 9000. Raven took off her mask and closed her eyes, sucking in fresh air. Her skin was damp from wearing the mask. It appeared Natalie didn't believe in strolling. Her walking pace was impressive. Raven wiped off her forehead with the sleeve of her coat before taking it off. Hesitantly, Raven took a step toward the small wooden table and two chairs in Natalie's backyard. Natalie hadn't been kidding when she had said her garden was super tiny. It couldn't be more than 100 square feet, Raven estimated. Walls enclosed the small space, making it feel more like an outdoor room than a garden. Raven put her jacket over one of the chairs before looking up at the house. 
It was narrow, but had several floors. On the first floor, the window was wide open, with a curtain pulled in front of it. Raven wondered what room it was, but soon got her answer when the sound of running water suddenly filled the air. She quickly averted her gaze, not wanting to get caught staring at the bathroom window. Walking around the table and chairs, Raven went to inspect the tiny greenhouse at the back of the garden. She bent down to take a peek inside, but her ears were still focused on the sounds coming from the bathroom. She can't be more than, what, 20 feet away from me? Raven thought as she stared at the small plants. The condensation on the glass made her think of Natalie in the shower, water running over her bare shoulders. Raven straightened. She hurried past the table and chairs again, without looking up at the window even once. Her cheeks were no longer damp, but they were glowing. She was getting a little too swept up by Natalie's charm. They had been flirting all morning. There was no mistake about that. Raven didn't know why, but there was an unmistakable energy between her and Natalie, and it had been there from the moment they had met. Raven didn't know what to think of it. She rarely met someone who immediately made her feel at ease. She definitely hadn't expected to meet someone like that here, across the ocean, where everything and everyone was so different. And Natalie was different too. In fact, she wasn't like anyone Raven had ever met. She found Natalie so interesting and captivating, Raven sometimes forgot why she had come to this city in Belgium. Raven was pissed off at Bart now, sure, but she wasn't as worried about his radio silence as she should be. She was having too much of a good time for that, and today was always meant to be a day without meetings. Plus, Natalie didn't seem all that worried either. If there was anything she should be concerned about, Raven trusted Natalie would be upfront about it. Maybe that was naive of her. Natalie did work for Bart, after all, but Raven trusted her. She stepped through the back door and into the kitchenette. This too was tiny. A couple of dirty mugs stood next to the basin. A white, unimpressive fridge hummed softly in the corner. Raven walked to the counter, if you could call it that, and inspected the pile of mail that lay on top of it. Curious, she picked up a large envelope. Most of the words on it didn't make any sense to her, but Raven recognized Natalie's name. The sudden sound of footsteps above startled her. She quickly put the envelope back where she had found it. Natalie was clearly walking around the first floor and could come down at any moment. Raven pictured Natalie grabbing some clothes from a closet, a towel wrapped around her chest, drops of water running down her shoulders. Her blonde hair, now darker, was sticking to her back. An upbeat-sounding ringtone rang through the room. Raven blinked, slowly turning her head toward the source of the noise. Natalie's smartphone was lying on the counter, she now noticed. Its screen lit up. Raven took a peek at it. It said, Bossy Bart. Natalie? Raven yelled out without thinking. I think Bart is calling. There were more footsteps, but no response from Natalie. Raven grabbed the phone, her thumb already hovering over the accept button. Then she remembered where she was and who she was with. How would she explain to Bart that she was in his assistant's house early on a Sunday morning? and that she was taking the liberty to answer Natalie's calls while Natalie was upstairs, getting dressed after a shower? 
Natalie! Raven yelled again. Your phone! It's Bart! A loud stumbling followed. Before Raven fully realized what was happening, Natalie was standing in front of her, barefoot and with a blue towel wrapped around her chest. Eyes wide, Raven held out the phone, but it had stopped ringing by now. Natalie took the device from Raven. Her blonde hair was wet and indeed darker, just as Raven had imagined it. The scent of Natalie's fruity shampoo filled Raven's nostrils. Natalie was wearing jeans, but nothing above them yet. Part of her stomach was exposed, despite the towel. Sorry, Raven said, her mouth dry. But Bart was finally calling, and... It's okay, Natalie smiled. She tapped the screen of her phone. I'll call him back. Raven's eyes dropped again, this time to Natalie's mouth. The heat of the shower made her lips look pinker than before. A drop of water ran down Natalie's cheek, just to the side of her mouth. Shit, no masks, Natalie gasped and stepped back. Crap, Raven said, increasing the distance between them even more. Oh, shit. He's not picking up his phone, Natalie said, coming down the stairs fully dressed now. Raven was leaning against the back door. She had put her mask back on. Did he leave a message? She asked. Natalie shook her head. No, he rarely does. Can you try again? Raven said, frowning. Of course, Natalie replied and tapped the screen. Raven ran her fingertips over her lower arm. The skin was a bit dry. She would have to make sure to moisturize back at the hotel. Shit, nothing, Natalie said, lowering her phone. I'm sorry, this is not okay. It's not your fault, Raven said, pushing herself off of the doorpost. She walked to the garden table. But it is getting bizarre. I'm sure he'll call back. He must have had a moment to reach out, but then... Natalie didn't finish her sentence. Sure, Raven nodded, lowering herself into a chair. I'm sure there's a good reason we can't reach him. I really am sorry, Natalie repeated. Her wet hair was pulled back in a loose ponytail now. Raven's eyes darted to her t-shirt. It had some kind of logo on it that she didn't recognize. What does that say? She asked, pointing at the letters on Natalie's chest. Natalie looked down. This? She smiled. It says 9,000 in the local dialect. Okay... Raven replied, a little confused. Any particular reason it says 9,000? It's the Ghent zip code, Natalie grinned. It's basically a shirt that confirms my status as a proud inhabitant of the city. Now that's dedication, Raven said, leaning back. I like it. You do? Natalie asked, chewing on her lower lip. Her eyes flicked to the door. Wait for a second, she said. I'll be right back. Natalie disappeared into the kitchen. Raven shifted in her seat while she waited for her to come back. After a few seconds, she grabbed her coat to find her phone and check her messages. Much to her dismay, there were none. Not only had Bart not gotten in touch with her, even her sister hadn't replied to any of Raven's messages. It was like everyone but Natalie was ignoring her. 
Do you need the Wi-Fi code? Natalie asked, stepping back outside. Raven tilted her head. Yes, I probably do, she said, relieved. That explains why I don't have any messages. She smiled at Natalie. I'm not connected to the internet. I'll get you the code in a second, Natalie said, hiding something behind her back. First, I've got something else for you. She stuck a dark blue baseball cap with the same logo as her shirt in the air. You can have it if you like. Raven accepted it from Natalie, also grinning from ear to ear. Thanks, I love it. She put it on her head and raised her hands in a ta-da gesture. How do I look? Awesome, Natalie said. Although I can only see your eyes and hair now. Raven hesitated for a moment, but then tugged at the elastic band of her mask. I guess I can take it off again, or outside. She uncovered her face and looked up, meeting Natalie's intense gaze. Perfect, Natalie said softly. Their eyes held for a long moment. The air between them sizzled. Raven finally pursed her lips, finding the moment overwhelming all of a sudden. Did you say you have coffee? I do, Natalie replied. But since I'm all dressed now, I thought maybe we could stop by one of my favorite coffee places. It should be open by now. And they have an outdoor patio. Raven nodded slowly. She wasn't eager to leave. She liked being in Natalie's house, and she didn't know if she would get another chance to be here. Is it in a touristy area? Because I kind of like the locals tour. No, Natalie replied. It's near the red light district. The what? Raven said, incredulous. Like, where the sex workers are? Natalie laughed. Yes, come on, let me show you. We'll have coffee there and then go see the cathedral. That does sound like a unique program for a Sunday morning, Raven admitted. It was hard not to be captivated by Natalie's enthusiasm. Let me grab my power bank so I can charge my phone, Natalie said. I'll call back again while we're walking. Raven clenched her jaw. She was growing a little tired of trying to reach Bart. He had invited her here. She was the one considering funding his work. Indeed, she shouldn't be the one trying to get a hold of him. You know, Raven said, pushing herself up. Let's not call him. I'm done running after the guy. Natalie's eyes widened. Don't worry about it, Raven added. I'll take it up with Bart once I see him at the office tomorrow. Natalie didn't look convinced. She opened her mouth, but then closed it again. Seriously, Raven chuckled. Please, let's forget about bossy Bart for now and just go. Natalie's face turned bright red in a hot second. Fuck, you saw my screen. <laughs> Grinning again, Raven picked up her face mask from the table. Don't be alarmed, she teased. I won't tell a soul. Thanks, Natalie replied. <laughs> a slow smile spread across her face. I'll grab a mask and that power bank. I also intend on taking a lot of pictures. Oh, really? Raven asked. Of what? Of you, Natalie said and spun on her heels, disappearing from sight again. Raven's lips parted. She felt something flutter in her stomach. Slowly, she touched the rim of the cap. She didn't even try to stop the wide smile.
This was part five of Worth the Risk. Thank you so much for listening and spending this time with me. I think it's really special. I also want to thank all the supporters on my website and Patreon who helped make this episode, the story, possible. This podcast is available for everyone and without annoying interruptions because of the financial support of its listeners. I'm crowdfunded, y'all. If you'd like to send me some support to help me keep going, you can check out my website, lesbianromantic.com forward slash support. You'll find that you can support me directly on the website, or you can join Patreon and get some cool perks in return. You can find all those links in the show notes as well, and I'll also add the link to the Brene Brown podcast Unlocking Us episode about what happened this week in Washington, D.C., I couldn't recommend it more. And again, especially if you're like me, white. All right, that's all for this week. Again, thank you so much for spending this time with me. And I will see you soon for the next episode of Worth the Risk. Bye.